Good evening. This is Heartstock Radio, and I'm your host, Carol Murphy. And today, our guest is Mandy Bateman of Love Dub. In just a moment, Mandy will be with us and tell us all about Love Dub and what she does there. I also would like to remind you that you can reach us at heartstockradio at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook where we post our upcoming guests as well as our recorded programs there. In just a moment, Mandy will be with us and tell us all about Love Dub. This is Heartstock. I'm your host, Carol Murphy. Thanks for listening. This is Heartstock. I'm your host, Carol Murphy. Today, our guest is Mandy Bateman of Love Dub. Hi, Mandy. Hi, Carol. Thanks so much for being our guest on Heartstock. How are you today? Thank you. I am well. Um, I'm having a pretty good Monday thus far. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Yes, our show is pre-recorded. You all will be hearing us on Friday, the following Friday, from which we were, <laughs> we are recording. So, Mandy, what is Love Dub, and how did you come up with that name? Well, the company Love Dub is a platform um, for freelance fitness and wellness professionals. So basically, we give yoga teachers, Pilates teachers, dance teachers a technology platform that helps them run their business so they can teach classes and connect directly with their students. And I came up with the name Love Dub because I am a bit of an anatomy freak. And lub-dub is a medical term for the sound that your heart makes. So when blood goes into the right side of your heart and it goes through the valve, it makes a sound lub. And then it goes into your lungs and collects oxygen from your lungs and moves into the left side of your heart and goes through the valve and makes a sound dub. So lub-dub is a medical term and it's what you see on a heart rate monitor. Hmm. So I, I'm guessing that you're a heart-centered entrepreneur. Can we call you a, a social enterprise? Yeah, definitely. Well, we support the instructors that are out there spreading health and wellness. So yeah, you can definitely call us that. Mm-hmm. Is this simply in anatomical terms? Because we know that exercise and yoga and meditation is all really good for your heart? Or are there some other connotations to that? Well, the instructors that use our platform um, basically can teach any type of modality that they'd like. And we help to support them and um, give them tools to do e-commerce and ways to share their offerings. So, yeah, a lot of them are focusing on heart-centered wellness techniques, um, but really we allow the instructors to have autonomy to run their own businesses and they can, you know, pretty much do whatever they want as long as it's under the health and wellness umbrella. 
When did you come up with the idea for LubDub? Well, we first started to work on it in 2016. I think that, you know, even a couple of years before that, I was thinking about it. I've um, been a yoga and Pilates instructor for about 15 years and found it very frustrating to contract with studios and um, basically try to run a business, but then also try to contract for studios and not really have the autonomy that I wanted to run my own business. So it was built out of years of frustration of, you know, trying to teach my own thing and getting paid very little. So we launched, actually, we started building the product in 2016 and we launched in 2018 And yeah, so it's definitely been a long journey to get where we are right now. And here we are in the age of COVID. Really, uh, this tragedy, I would imagine, is, I hate to say it, but perfect timing for your platform. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a a little bit about that? Yeah, I guess, you know, COVID has been kind of a black swan event. And the, and I'll just talk very openly, um, the kind of studio centric model of the fitness and wellness industry. So like your, you know, neighborhood fitness and wellness studios, the, the model is a bit broken. There are a lot of the studios out there and there's a lot of studios out there because there are a lot of teacher trainings out there. There are a lot of teacher trainings out there that are pumping out teachers who ultimately become competitors for the studio that train them. And the reason that most studios have teacher trainings is because it's a really big revenue source for them. So the model of having a boutique fitness or wellness studio is very, very challenging because the margins are very low. So, you know, the way that we saw the industry and what we thought was needed for the industry, you know, goes way back before COVID. And I think because of, you know, this really crazy time, a lot of studios now are closing, but many of the studios were very cash poor. And um, I just, you know, my opinion and a lot of other instructors' opinions are that the industry has been, you know, pretty sick and broken for a long time. So it's been, I wouldn't say good for the instructors, but it does feel like an opportunity for a lot of instructors to have more control over their business and be able to connect directly with their students rather than going through a studio, which is kind of a middleman. Yeah, so it's definitely been really, really tough for studio owners who have brick and mortar. Many of the studio owners who got into the business really are doing it because they want to spread fitness and wellness, but because the model is so challenging because there's so many expenses, you know, especially here in the San Francisco Bay area, rent is so expensive. It ends up being a really, really tough business to run. Mm -hmm. Can you give our listeners a little bit of your background? I get the sense that you are very much like a lot of our entrepreneurs in that You've had a wide and varied experience before you founded LubDub. Can you talk just a little bit about that, Mandy? 
Yeah. So I went to a state school um, up in Northern Vermont. I got a liberal arts degree. Really, you know, I'm passionate about writing and also passionate about movement and teaching movement. So I got pretty deep into becoming a fitness and wellness instructor, learned a lot about biomechanics and anatomy and ended up being an educator for different teacher training programs and also a liaison for some international wellness retreat programs. I also have a sales background because before kind of finding my dream of teaching fitness and wellness, I was a real estate agent. And so, you know, kind of had this epiphany that I really wanted to teach just yoga and Pilates and quit my real estate career and became a full-time teacher and then realized, you know, how challenging it was to teach full-time. Most instructors make about $40,000 a year and are running between, you know, many different studios. So they are solopreneurs. So I have a background in sales and also in running my own business. And then also just really passionate about helping a mostly female workforce connect directly with their students and and make more money because I think what instructors do is incredibly valuable and very important to the planet. And they tend to make, you know, less money than a teacher, you know, like a, a K through 12 teacher. Yeah, so those are some some very interesting analogies that you're making. And I'm just kind of curious, you kind of went from Vermont to the Bay Area. How did that happen? Well, I really wanted to become a full-time yoga and Pilates teacher in Vermont. I didn't really see how there was enough wealth there to connect with clients who could pay me to teach because most of the revenue that comes in for instructors is through private clienteles. And just in Vermont, there's just, you know, not enough wealth in those communities to make a sustainable career out of it. And I traveled. So we lived in Vermont for a long time, traveled around the U.S. and guest taught at a bunch of studios and eventually came to the Bay Area. So I have a friend who was opening up a yoga studio in Marin and they said, hey, we need a a teacher to come and teach and help us to start the studio. So I was like, okay, I'm game for that. So just took an opportunity and really didn't know what I was getting into. I always thought that San Francisco was like a little too cold for me, even though I was moving from Vermont. But I love Marin. I love the the weather here and I love the access to good food and liberal people and and certainly all of the creativity that happens in the Bay Area around technology and, and building companies is, is super fun. Yeah, it's quite the entrepreneurial haven for sure. So yeah. when, when you started back in 2016, what was that like and how did you how did you find the tech help that you needed? Oh, well, I really just asked everyone that I knew how to build a company. Uh, anyone that, you know, had any kind of engineering skills, I would ask them questions or any, you know, business or entrepreneurial skills, I would just talk to them. 
I really, I just like started with paper and colored pencils and started drawing screens. I honestly had no idea what I was doing. I eventually hired a UX and UI designer. She helped me to create our, our MVP. And then, you know, I used one of the, I don't know if it was Topol or I can't remember exactly which platform it was, but I ended up finding an engineer team out of India and they built our first app. So I just, I just think that, you know, right now is the time if you have an idea not that I suggest this for everyone because it's a very, very tough path to go down, but there's just so many resources to build technology right now. Um, even a yoga teacher with no experience in technology can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and there's still some openings in the field. You know, it sounds, how many competitors do you have? It seems to me that this is um, fairly unique. Is that correct? It was until COVID happened. Yeah, we've been basically trying to explain the idea to investors for a long, long time. You know, this idea of serving the labor force, so the instructors rather than serving the studios. And we had a really hard time explaining to investors that this was a need. And everyone was, you know, pretty convinced that um, MindBody Online and ClassPass, who service studios, were, you know, never going to allow a company like us to succeed. And at this point, because, you know, we are servicing the instructors and because it's a huge need, we've seen competitors pop up all over the place. So, you know, almost daily, I find another technology company who is servicing the instructors. So what we were doing was very unique before COVID, but now it seems like um, there's a lot of people who are trying to take advantage of the opportunity. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of the platform, I was hoping we could touch a little bit upon the actual clients that your customers are serving and just kind of take us down that path, how COVID is affecting the mental health and the wellness in general of those end customers. Sure. So most of the instructors who use our our platform are not necessarily like influencers who you would see on like Instagram. Most of the instructors are teaching to maybe let's say like 20 core clients and they, you know, have cultivated relationship with these core clients over let's just say 10 years, right? So a lot of the clients who use our platform are, and sorry, when I say clients, I mean students. So a lot of the students who use our platform are, I would say, 30 to 80 years old. So a lot of, you know, boomers are using our platforms because they're really connected to their wellness teacher. They've been completely grateful for the opportunity to stay connected with their instructor, even though their studio has closed. 
we, you know, our initial beta users were my clients and my clients are in their 70s and 80s. So it is built around that age group. So it's actually a pretty simple platform for people to use. And I would say that most of the students who use the platform are like, they just love the fact that they don't have to drive to the studio, find parking, and it's just so easy. There's not a lot of people out there who have said, oh, we don't really want to do this after COVID. So most of the students, they do want to go back to in real life classes, but they also want to have access to these classes just from their living room as well. So are you finding that, you know, it seems that COVID has done a couple things. It has really increased our dependence on teaching remotely, whether it be, you know, regular public schools or yoga classes. But it also seems that a lot of people are suffering just, you know, mental health issues coming up, um, being kind of cut off from those support systems that normally keep them afloat and just lacking that human interaction and community. Are you finding that that is one of the the drivers that's helping your business expand during COVID? Well, I can't speak to that so much. I can speak to the main driver of our business has been instructors needing to connect with their students and needing to maintain their income and basically reshape the way that they do their business. I think that the one thing that I do see around mental health, um, because most of, you know, most of my time is spent talking to our instructors, not so much talking to the students side of our marketplace. So like the, the demand side, more, more I speak with instructors in the supply side. So we do a lot of education, kind of upskilling for instructors to help them become better business people. Um, and I think that the lack of community and, you know, these instructors are very tactile, you know, and the lack of being able to connect and see their clients face to face is definitely tough on them. So, you know, we do our best to keep everyone connected and different um, upskilling webinars and help them, you know, basically create lemonade out of lemons. So they're really grateful for that. But yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely the type of people who want to be face-to-face with clientele. Mm-hmm. So let's talk now just a little bit about the platform. And maybe I don't know how much it's changed since the dawning of COVID, but how was it originally designed and have any changes needed to happen along the way? Have you had to pivot? Yeah. So prior to COVID, most of the offerings within our platform were international wellness retreats and teacher training. So really high value tickets on our platform. And the reason we were doing that segment of the market is because the instructors needed technology to promote those offerings. And we had this really cool incentive program that helped people to promote the offerings through sharing and earning commission for that offering. So that's actually not been as compelling for people. 
but not much has changed. We're still, you know, like a two-way marketplace where the instructor can post their offerings, but now their offerings are, you know, weekly yoga classes where you have a student that's, you know, prior um, when somebody was, you know, booking a yoga retreat, they would do that maybe once a year or once every couple of years. Now our students are booking classes like three to five times per week, depending on how many times their favorite instructor is, um, is teaching. So there was already kind of an integration with the video conferencing solution. So most instructors use Zoom. Some could use, you know, GoToMeetings or Google Meet or something like that. We were using that integration before to do these uh, upskilling wellnesspreneur business trainings. So we kind of already had that built out. And once COVID happened, basically everything went online. So we really didn't have to do much build out for that integration with the webinar technology. So, you know, from a technology standpoint, there has been new things that we've done. We built out a token system and other small things, but pretty much the technology has stayed the same. We've just seen a lot more volume. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say the percentage increase in volume has been since COVID? Oh, well, for for transactions, like 400% or something like that. Ooh, that's that's amazing. Can yeah. you, Can you share with our listeners, you know, I'm sure that there are folks looking for instructors as well as instructors looking for a platform. So maybe you can explain how the platform works for both of those cohorts of potential users. Sure. So right now we're a web-based platform and that's actually been something else that's been unique. Pre-COVID, everybody was doing this on their phone and now post-COVID, most of our traffic is from a computer. So that's interesting. But the student, um, if they want to go and find an instructor, um, you just go to lovedub.io and you can search by, you can basically filter by modality or style. So we have the ability to search different types of yoga, like you can search by hatha or bhakti or vinyasa. You can search pranayama. We have tons of dance classes on there. So you can search by Bollywood dance or hip hop or um, just a number of other styles of fitness or wellness. You can search by date and time, of course, and then you can search by instructor if you know which instructors you're looking for. So that's super easy. You just go in, find your the class that you want to take. We do have some free classes, but most of the classes are paid. And you can book either one class or you can book multiple classes in a series. And then for the instructor, you know, it takes just a few minutes to set up a profile. Uh, you can o- upload your headshot, your bio, um, enter in all of your certifications, and then create your class offerings. So you can do one-off classes, free classes, or recurring classes. Most of our instructors do weekly recurring classes. So for instance, you can take my class, like 
a Monday, Wednesday class at 9 a.m. I teach with a foam roller. So, you know, I have it tagged within our filter system. If you have a foam roller at home, you can choose foam roller. And we have other equipment that you can choose as well. And we send out notifications to the student and instructor before the class that helps to direct them to the link to whatever video um, platform that the instructor is using. And then we do a direct payout just a few hours after the classes happen to the instructor. So they can basically earn up to 100% of their revenue for each class. And that's just super easy. We use Stripe for payment processing and then Stripe Connect for the payout to instructors. I'm really curious, you you talked and spoke a little bit earlier about funding your enterprise. Were you able to convince those investors eventually that this was viable? And um, how have you funded all of this? We have been bootstrapped in self-funding the platform. We're about to try to do the fundraise process again in the next couple of weeks because our traction is really good and this definitely seems like the time. But yeah, we're, we're all self-funded and we have a very low burn rate because we have a great team. We have two developers on the team. So I have I eventually found a co-founder who is a full-stack engineer and has been working on the project with me for a couple of years. And, you know, he does all the development. We also have a designer who does all of the UX and UI. And then we have another engineer that also works on the team. So we're pretty self-sufficient right now, but we'd love to, you know, bring in outside capital to help to, you know, basically put some fuel under the fire that we have right now and to help us scale. That being said, I have not ruled out crowdfunding as well. I think that, you know, the story is really good and most people are very you know, passionate about their fitness and wellness professional. I think fitness and wellness professionals are wonderful community leaders and so important for our local communities. So I do think that we, we'd be successful doing a crowdfunding campaign. I just haven't done it because, you know, it's, it's a lot of work running a startup, especially bootstrapping a startup and then doing a crowdfunding campaign is a lot of work as well. So I've just haven't really had the bandwidth to do that. So bootstrapping, I'm not sure if you feel comfortable telling our listeners, you know, what your day job is. This has been funded by you teaching classes or teaching instructors? Yeah, I um, I still teach. I'm run Love Dub, you know, between the classes that I teach. So I'm, yeah, I'm still a full-time teacher. Hmm. So we've got about a minute left. Maybe you can give us just a, a brief taste of what lays ahead for your enterprise and how folks can find you. Yeah, so website is lubdub.io, L-U-B-B-D-U-B-B.io. And what lies ahead is building, you know, basically more technology that help instructors run their business. So we're one of the things we're focusing on is upskilling and how we add that layer of upskilling to our platform and basically help instructors become better business teachers. Hmm. Very exciting. Love what you're doing. And thanks so much for being on Heartstock, Manny. Thank you, Carol. Mm-hmm. This is Heartstock Radio. I'm Carol Murphy, your host. Clark Grant is in the studio, and we shall see you. And on the side of town, 
no Heartstock Radio is a production of KBMF 102.5, Butte America Radio. Hear our live programs every Friday at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time via live stream at butteamericaradio.org. Let's go.